Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, I'm Mark Watson. And I'm Michael Chakraverti. Welcome to Mankind. We talk to a fantastic range of guests about, well, masculinity. Where does it come from? What does it mean? And what is it? Basically. Every week we loosely... Very loosely. Sometimes very loosely talk about issues around maleness, gender identity, that sort of thing. What makes people people, really? Exactly. Oh, we'll do our best. Well, hello, it's us. And by us, I mean Michael and, well, you're Mark, still. Yes, sorry to keep you waiting so long for new episodes. Yes. Um, but with loads of stuff happening in our lives, I guess. Seismic changes, some would say. I moved to London, which was pretty big. You've been travelling around the country and other countries as well. I've had all sorts of stuff happen, yeah. But we never, we were never going to not do it. We were never again. not going to do it. And actually, we did start recording this new, brand new series. Ages ago, In yeah. January. Yes, so this is the longest ever gap between a recording and the actual release. Yes, uh, so today you'll know from the uh, episode title that we have a massive fucking legend on, uh, the lovely Rosie Jones, who people will be familiar with, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, more familiar than they are with us, very likely. <laughs> Probably, actually, yes. yeah. So if you're a Rosie fan, welcome to us. A BAFTA nominee now. Yes, um, a BAFTA nominee, an excellent comedian, also lived very near us. Yeah. Uh, so it was a logistically easy one. She's a good, she's an absolute... I was about to say a good egg, but I don't know whether you... I don't I think, think I've seen a bad egg before. I think people still... Oh, you're the one that you deal with in eggs all the time, Yeah, but surely. I've never cracked a bad one. Never cracked a bad egg. <laughs> anyway, here's Rosie Jones. <laughs> Do you want to start? You normally start. Well, I don't know. We, I mean, I'll start, yeah. We normally I, fumble in. I think we normally... It's 50-50 who starts. I'll, I'll happily do it. Ready? Yes. Oh, welcome back to Mankind, Michael. Thank you very much. It's been a long, Mankind Mark. long time since we did this. It is. We're a bit rusty, but I think our first guest is going to ease us in quite nicely. Yeah, and luckily there's very little skill to this. We just talk and hope for the best. Oh, I was about to say they were, didn't have much skill themselves, but that's not. Oh, no, no, no. Our guest is excellent. I just think we'll get back into the swing of it quicker than we probably think. We did do those ones in Edinburgh as well, which we'll never seen again. <laughs> well, never know. They might turn up again in the future. Yes, but they might be nestling in people's Patreon inboxes any time now, might they? Yes. Let's introduce our guest, who Mark says is very skilled yes we are uh delighted to be joined by um well she needs very little introduction it's quite literally rosie jones hello rosie hello hello How are you two? we're good thank you yes we're the distinctive chaotic vibes yes. of rosie jones has <laughs> spent almost 10 minutes talking about babies and incubators before we even started um, we're a little on edge <laughs> I, we're all right also rosie's been loudly bemoaning the cold and she's right it's freezing as we as we record this oh my god that don't Want to be a stereotypical Brit, but we've had two weeks of what I describe as mild weather, and I've woken up today 
and it's literally, not literally, <laughs> literally minus potatoes. It's literally. <laughs> I think, I mean, we've got through Mankind without much weather chat so far, but I do think we have quite a lot of international listeners. It might be interesting for them to know that we're braving minus 42 <laughs> degrees yeah. to, to bring this And to yet you. we are still recording. Everything's yeah. frozen, the microphones are encased in ice. Yeah. We had to break yeah. the door down because it was solid. And, and still, Rosie is here with us. Well, I got in today, I came in the house and I had to crack my hands off. Because it was so cold. Yes, we, and uh, we slumped what was left of you along yeah. a radiator and <laughs> yeah. just, just about yeah. done there. Yeah. So aside yeah. from very cold and an incubator expert, yeah. how would you describe yourself, Rosie, to yes, people who don't know who you are? Yeah, what are the fundamentals? Oh, that I don't want to stumble at their first question. Yeah, because this is meant to be one of the easy ones, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Had, but I have recently discovered that I am quite a workaholic, and we're in January now, so that old me last year would describe myself as a comedian actor. Presenter, fucking legend, weather person, weather person. Um, but I'm trying to be less about work. So I'm Rosie. I'm a woman. I'm very friendly. Still a fucking legend, presumably. You're not dropping that. Fucking legend. I'm a big gay and I'm riddled with cerebral palsy. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> riddled. As the doctors like to say. Crawling <laughs> with the stuff. Couldn't be more disabled if you try. <laughs> Quick question. You're a big gay. What defines a little gay and what's the scale? Oh, a little gay, you dabble. Right, yeah. sure. Right. <laughs> A boob of a yeah. <laughs> brush up against a penis yeah. if you're a man. Every now and then. Yeah, on holidays and stuff. <laughs> Whereas you two are big gays. You two, uh, like, speak gay. for yourself, please. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, you must be on the big end would of you, the scale. Rosie, Surely, would you Michael. call me a medium or a big gay? Yeah, well, Extra large gay. Yeah, you, you're, you're the sort of gay that you have to apply to the manufacturer, especially. <laughs> you're not in the high street shops. Well, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> we don't have those in, but we can get you one. Yeah. That's how gay you are. Rosie, this is interesting. This I like this idea that you're trying to define yourself differently, just, just even in a very informal way, because it leads to a different sense of self-definition. Yeah, is that... that's it. And... Like you're joking, and I had taken your simple question and I gone a bit existential with it. I like that. We don't always want straightforward yeah. answers. January is full. Yeah, we like the yeah. podcast to give the illusion of depth. Yeah. Actually. yeah. But I'm recently aware that I'm a comedian 
before the hours in TV, which means a lot of people around me are in comedy or TV. So when I'm not working in comedy and TV, I go out socially and talk about comedy and mm. TV. Yeah, you can get a bit like there's no other yeah. aspect to your life. And it's a bit echo chamber so I'm trying to go out of that for a second, she said, doing a, a podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, just don't be funny yeah. okay. for the next 45 minutes. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> for a fucking legend it's me almost impossible ask yeah um, I do know what you mean though Rosie yeah, it can yeah. be I mean comedians of course are the greatest people to socialise oh, with yeah. and, um, and they're all workaholics all, all excellent uh, well adjusted humans but now and again it's nice to step outside this world <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yes as you say welcome to another podcast yeah. <laughs> this, this podcast has always been about not just masculinity though but self definitely how we see ourselves yeah. um, as people it's interesting to find you at this because for sure you are more and more known as a comedian. Last yeah. year you were kind of everywhere and that, but that does come with its traps for your yeah. actual humanity, Yeah, I think. Yeah, and it's interesting that now I'm being recognised. Even strangers come up to me and want to talk about comedy. So it's almost like as I get bigger in my job my job makes my world smaller yeah it's very well observed and i've witnessed this because there was that time uh, i mean we both live in Walsh, so there's a time yeah. at traffic lights when someone recognized rosie the lights were changing rosie politely had a conversation and then made a mad decision to still cross the road <laughs> even though it was at the bell junction there one of the busiest junctions in northeast london and, and also you're not with the best one in the world so you're not the fastest walker uh, I, I, um, uh, I, but the point is mark did they make it uh, yeah it's just i had 20 seconds of thinking oh i've seen rosie's last moment <laughs> and she was very lovely to the her yeah, audience it was, the, it was a nice way to go out <laughs> Would you like probably, to ask our first, yes, let's, let's uh, ask yeah, our first question? question. Uh, what does masculinity mean to you? That's an interesting one. Thank that's you. Good, that's good because we've, we've pinned a lot of our hopes on it. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, I don't think it means a lot to me because I got many, many in my life. Growing up, we were a, a unit of mum, dad, me and my little brother. So I'd say my childhood, I had two men in the house, but I would not describe them as masculine and also they wouldn't want to be described as masculine so, so yeah. your, your dad was a fairly 
sort of not particularly macho example no, dad or, no my dad I met him once actually I met him at that festival in Yorkshire but we didn't really get on to how he saw his masculinity oh, yeah. we didn't really get on and I was like oh no we're we did get on but I didn't have a chance to really do a podcast on him sure <laughs> yet yeah, yet Yes, well, I don't always take a tape recorder around with me. <laughs> you should uh, put your hot dog down. I did have a hot dog, she's right, good memory. <laughs> to be honest, me and Michael are sometimes so like thoroughly desperate to book guests in. I am almost at the stage where everyone I meet, I say, right, we're going to do it here and there. <laughs> Michael's yeah. on his way in 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Michael! <laughs> you said uh, they wouldn't like to be described as masculine, which is interesting. Why? Why is that? Do you think? Um, because I think when you say the word masculine, rightly or wrongly, I jump to something negative. Mm, interesting. When I think of masculine, I think sports lover. Excuse me. <laughs> only hangs out with men quite a manly job with your hands heterosexual <coughs> and Again, the- <laughs> very love your hands don't you I do but actually this this is kind of why we asked the question because um, one of the things we examine in this podcast is how many of these traditional ideas of masculinity are yeah. basically negative and the extent to which we we can get away from them or, yeah. or are always tied yeah. to them. Yeah. yeah. It is quite noteworthy that a lot of the things that are conjured by the word masculinity yeah. are things we're suspicious of. Yeah. 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 And those are things that I would not um, describe my dad as mm. or my brother growing up and now my brother... Is a man. So is he older, by the way, or younger, your brother? Younger, so he's 28, so he's five years younger. And growing up, I think looking back now, we are quite a progressive family unit in that my mum for a lot of years and um, mother and my dad. My dad did all the cooking. I love my mum so much, but she can't cook for shit. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) she gave me food poisoning so many times. Oh, so not just a bad cook, but like a dangerous oh, cook. An actual liability. Yeah. She could kill me. <laughs> she tried many yeah. times. Yeah. Like, you're, like you haven't come through enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I always saw my mum and my dad making joint decisions and secretly my mum made all of the sure. decisions. <laughs> yeah, that's a fairly typical yeah. sound about yeah. right. couple dynamics. And yeah. that gave me such a sense of who I was and I grew up always knowing that I wanted a 
full-time job and I knew that I could do that and although I'm single right now I do want that same family unit apart from a lady instead of a boy in that role. <laughs> um, they can do that these days, apparently. They, they, yeah, they don't need yeah, us now. No. Well, how, how, when did you become aware you were a big gay, brother, or any size gay? Oh, no. He presumably started as a small gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you don't yeah. go. You just squeezed section, one singular like. boob yeah. and went, oh, hello. Oh, I could get into that. Like Perhaps that. I could graduate to medium. Yes. <laughs> Let's say quite mad, but I remember looking at a girl and thinking, I want to kiss you, and I don't know why. And I was four years old. Ah, Wow. Um, That's one of the youngest we've ever had. Yeah. 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 And then I... Was it just like a person in the street or a playground or...? Oh no, oh. It's, it's a person that I still regularly talk to. Really? Yeah. Wow. I won't say who, but yeah, right. Have you ever um, talked about it? No. Oh. <laughs> Mankind exclusive. <laughs> so out there, if you've known Rosie since you were four, chances are, chances are she's been perving on you for getting on three decades now. <laughs> Four is young. Yeah, um, but I don't, I didn't have the language for it. And I remember watching the new adventures of Superman when Terry Hatcher was Lewis Lane. And even then thinking, I really like Lewis Something that we've had to you thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do I want to be Superman? It's a stressful role in a lot Why do I keep watching the honeymoon episode where Terry Hatcher was on black? Launcher, right? <laughs> yeah, the signs were there, really. <laughs> the signs were there. But I used to use it in my comedy set. But at the time, up until I was bloody um, 25, I thought, well... I like us, but no, I can't be gay. Cause 25, um, quite recently. Yeah, I can't be gay because I'm disabled. Yeah, it's too many things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can only take one or two boxes, do you know yeah. what I mean? You have to yeah. leave the rest. Levity aside, is that true? <laughs> yeah, you, you thought... 100%. That's fascinating. And away from comedy to hit it with a side of maybe tragedy but even in my twenties when I knew I was gay I thought well 
So there's no point coming out because I will never find a woman. I will never have sex. I will never be in a healthy relationship because media always portray disabled people as being alone, mm. being victims, yeah. being abused. I even now I don't think I've seen a disabled person portrayed in a happy healthy relationship. No, I'm trying to think. There's not. No, I genuinely like, can't think of anybody myself either. Yeah. Which is terrible for a generation of disabled people growing up, mm. presumably. So, yeah. So it's all on you now. Uh, no. So you are single-handedly changing the world. I mean, it's up to me to go out and just shag as many Yeah, it's your duty. And it's good to know you're putting in that can. work. Yeah, you're and, doing outreach yeah, <laughs> And tell everyone. <laughs> but, yeah, literally, I thought, why... I know that language is wrong, but it's how I thought. And I said, why should I bother my family and friends with coming out when it will always be a hypothetical yeah. thing? But that's a terrible thing to think, that your life is no more than... Set of hypothetical relationships, and also, how did your family? Presumably, it wasn't a bother. When oh, they did not give a shit. Did you give a really emotional speech, yeah. and they were like, "Uh huh, yeah. what a waste, what a waste <laughs> yeah. of emotional energy." They, yeah, they were like, "Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah." We knew when you were four. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you told us yeah. like this girl yeah. unnamed. Yeah. You, watched, you watched Terry Hatcher yeah. forty-two times. We've yeah. all seen that lingerie yeah. many times yeah. now. <laughs> we knew when you had one Barbie that you used to take her clothes <laughs> up and stare at her lumps. <laughs> yeah. Lumps, did you just say? <laughs> stare at her lumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what you call them on the dating apps now? <laughs> no, no, that's small gay vocab. Oh, sure. Yeah. Lumps. Yeah. Lovely yeah. lumps, Rosie. Lovely lumps. <laughs> Looking for someone with decent lumps who will fuck me in the interest of uh, disabled liberation. <laughs> I think that's an easy sell on hinge. <laughs> on a serious note, they're like, what? Oh, sorry, no. say what? You call breasts without nipples. Lumps. Breasts without nipples. Breasts. I, I, do you know what? I've never thought about breasts without nipples personally. <laughs> it doesn't often come up. Um, I don't know why the word like camels are coming to mind because they have like nippleless humps as well, don't they? So perhaps a hump. Yeah. Not necessarily. I feel, I feel yeah. like a lump feels medical and needs inspection, but perhaps that's what you're doing now. Perhaps you are trying to inspect. Oh. Michael, I was inspecting Barbie. You were thinking of camels by the sound of it. <laughs> what changed though? Like, what made you come out and have that confidence to do that and stop thinking about um, it in hypotheticals? 
to quote the best song of all time. Quite simply, a kiss the girl. And I liked and it. And I liked yeah, it. It's a universal <laughs> message. Yeah. I really The lyrics do speak it. through the ages. And um, so it kind of happened at the same time. One day I got very drunk. I came out to one of my best friends. We were in a gay bar and they said, all right, so hypothetically, what is your type? And I went, easy peasy, really feminine, really little, fucking great shirt. It's all I want. You want a fucking great shirt? Yeah. <laughs> so if you met someone who was in other ways perfect, but they were just in a sort of oh, plain jumper or something, it's a deal breaker. Oh, yeah. It's more than a deal breaker, it's an yeah. insult. <laughs> so I said that, and my friend said, what hurt? And we look like a movie, and then... At the back was a little feminine lady in... A great shirt? A great shirt! <laughs> and then we started talking, kissed, never saw her again. But that gave me the confidence to go, oh, maybe... I am attractive, maybe I can go out there and running alongside that was um, I started stand-up comedy and I made a rule early on that I wouldn't talk about love or dating. Because I wanted to be private and just stay out of that. But that just leaves politics and stuff that happened to you at the bus stop, really. And I can't be asked for politics and I'm too fancy to get... But of course, because you're you're massively successful, yeah. Yeah. And I started doing interviews... And people would ask, who's a celebrity crush? And I realised that I could not think of a single man. And there was one particular interview where um, they said, who's a crush? And I was like, uh, um, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Good good choice. Yeah. And I thought, no, this isn't me. I'm not lying. I don't even fucking know who Kevin Costner (laughs) is. You can't just be pulling random 80s names out all all your career. And I thought back to when I was little, 
and how important it will be for me to see not only a disabled gay woman, but a feminine gay woman, a woman who wore dresses sometimes, had long hair sometimes, but also when she wanted to wore a great suit, like I think in the 90s in comedy there were some awesome great gay female comedians but I couldn't associate with them because they felt very different to me so you can't be what you can't see they say yeah. Yeah. very nice yeah. that was I really good. like that yeah. I thought, I, I, as she was talking I thought if I'm ever going to use that phrase yeah. in the podcast nice. this is the moment we wait for the edit now but I'll be a, a furious if that isn't yeah. in there was a certain look in your eyes when you said it as I well could, I was like a striker that could see a chance for a goal Michael if I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did it. Oh. so I think they two way of Kissing a girl and feeling like that could be a possibility and wanting to go on stage and be my authentic self just made me go, right, just fucking come out. And since then, I've never looked back. I'm quite interested in your on-stage persona as well. Yeah. Because you have this, for lack of a better word, sort of a masculine energy on there. Like, you own the stage. You make jokes about being a dickhead. You yeah. make jokes about all these sorts of kind of masculine qualities, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Was that always, like, a part of, of the stand-up? Yeah. And I think to start with, we talked about maybe the negative traits of what I think being masculine is Mm. and if you talk about the negative stereotypes if you said what does a five foot disabled woman look like you might unfortunately say weak vulnerable quiet so you didn't want to be any of those things no, no, well good news you're not quiet no. <laughs> good so actually I mean this is edging into a therapy session. Oh, it always does. It normally yeah, does. Yeah, we right. love yeah. it. <laughs> and this is the big chicken or the egg situation. But I have always been a huge, big, loud, maybe masculine energy. Yeah. Even before I was a comedian because I wanted 
people to see my personality before they made an assumption because of my disability. So when you put that on stage... <laughs> it dials up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah as it often is the case with the stage persona, of yeah, course. Yeah. And I think when you're on stage, you got a hundred, five hundred people going, all right, well, that's a five-foot disabled woman and they may come with a notion that I won't be funny. So I need to go out there at 300 miles an hour going, Fuck you, you got no idea who I am. Whatever you say, I can run rings mm. around you. And that surprise, which you probably let's know, because more people know me. Yeah, you're so. going to have to find something else now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more people like. It's about me to be this fucking sweary woman. Um, but even then, people like that. And I think in the comedy world, when I do travel shows or when I'm on panel shows, I love when I'm able to work with my comedy male friends, people like Nishikuma, Gamble, James A. You say friends, I mean, you and Nish have had a pretty troubled relationship. Oh. You're constantly accusing him of abuse. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> That's where the comedy comes in because... You see a straight, non-disabled man and you see a little gay disabled lady and the fact that she is able to, I'm going to say, bully <laughs> that <laughs> man within an inch of their lap. It's refreshing to see a disabled bully. Yeah, 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 it's what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's another example to the next generation. <laughs> you can be whoever you want to Including be. an arsehole. Yeah. Yeah. monster. <laughs> We used to ask like, who were your male role models, and a lot of people basically said they didn't have any. So in time, and they kept saying us as well, which we had to stop them. Embarrassing. Doing. It was either their dads or us, or, <laughs> or some unholy hybrid of those. Um, but the question has sort of evolved into, and you've sort of partly answered this. The question would be, what what do you think are good examples either of masculinity or maleness out there? But presumably, some of your examples are like your comedy friends who don't wear their masculinity too heavily or too aggressively. Yeah, that's it. I think we are in a lovely time for comedy because this generation that I'm up 
open to listening. Mm. You still get the assholes. I mean, no names. No, but I can but, usually guess in yeah, those situations. Yeah. Can you like, by osmosis, can you try and like get it through? <laughs> yeah, well, let's have, yeah. let's have the clues. Yeah. <laughs> or we can write um, it, you can write it down after. <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna say the older generation of male comedians there's a handful or two that have never made it big are like dominating the comedy circuit. Oh, I thought you were beginning someone's name though, you said Don, yeah. but no, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they tend to blame everyone that's yeah. come since. So here yeah. comes a shiny little lady who ticks pretty much every box going and they think that if I wasn't there... That they'd have these opportunities. Yeah, yeah. they'd be hosting live at the Apollo every fucking week. Even though the, the clues were there when they didn't host it in the first 12 series yeah. b- before you even came yeah. along. But you're right, there's a terrible tendency among yeah. older comedians to, yeah. if they're disappointed to take out that disappointment on... Yeah. Well, everyone that's come along that's under the age of 40 but especially that's targeted it. at people unlike themselves yeah, yeah. they, they um, take it as a sign that the barometer has swung yeah. fatally away from them yeah. when actually they did have a good 20 years when it all was about them yeah, yeah. and unfortunately let's and let's say now but i have found myself in green rooms with three white straight able-bodied men who ignore me, mm. who won't talk to me because I'm the reason that their career has never taken off. Yeah, it's nothing to do with the fact they didn't change their material between 1996 <laughs> and 2012. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've, we've all met those comedians. Yeah, but as you say, less and less, right? Less Things and are changing. Less and what, but it's still happening, which is. Yeah. Yeah. And what I show. So lovely, yes. Like I said, all the lovely boys I mentioned earlier, they're so ready to listen and move away and step back and listen to women because... That's the thing with comedy. There is space for everybody. Yeah. As long as you're good. That, unfortunately, that is what it comes down to. And there's yeah. not much you can do to help someone that's 58 and never been that good. Yeah. Or was only good within very specific parameters. 50, yeah. So 58... Oh, I'm guessing Why? at the 50. Oh, sure. I, don't, I don't have a name in mind. I'm still trying to work out who we're talking about, but I'll get there at the end. But I've met these... Oh, <laughs> I'm not... I'm <laughs> literally not talking about one person. I'm talking about, like, 30 people. Yeah, and... the generation, isn't When it? I was yeah. starting out, these people would look at me and go, similarly, and blame people. They'd say, oh, well, these days it's all about these guys that do their Edinburgh shows and all these gimmicks, like 24 yeah. hour shows, or oh, it's, it's all posh Oxbridge guys now where they haven't done their time. In every generation, there's been 
a bad guy yeah. that is blamed for the lack of opportunities for fading comedians. And you're right, those people, the 30 people Rose is talking about, are mostly vanishing over the horizon. But just recently, there has been a sense that among comedians our age, that that same tendency surfaces. You'll see a backlash against the gentler comedians. You'll, you'll still mm. see, you'll always see male comedians yeah. complain about lack of opportunity and at least imply that it's because there are so many other people around. But it's yeah. so yeah. lovely that there's also a generation of white, mostly white, straight, able-bodied people who are open to listening and learning and not just making space, but like trying to learn from other mm. people about what needs there are and, and different voices and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. We're winning the argument now in a way that we yeah. weren't 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 I think that kind of leads quite nicely into the final question, which is about building a person. So if you were to build a great person to live in this world, what three qualities would you put into them? This is based on the Build-A-Bear workshop, of course. And over Christmas, I sent Michael an actual photo of... <laughs> Whenever we see them, we tend to send them to each other. I took the kids to a toy shop and there it was, Build-A-Bear. And for a second, I thought they stole the idea off us. They refused to sponsor us. Oh, um, we haven't asked. We've name-checked them in almost all 50 episodes so oh, far yeah. and they never, they never pay us any attention. Nothing. Can you imagine? Oh, I nearly went up to the... You know, when I was in Hamleys, I nearly went up, marched up and said, Heard of Mankind. Do you know who we are? <laughs> again, unfortunately, the answer's not, no, not really, no. <laughs> So every man I make can I put a voice in them. Actually, but people well, have, people have underexploited the, yeah. the the voice thing, which is one of Builder Bear's sure. signature yeah. functions. But yes, you absolutely can. You can choose the voice. Would it have yeah. a mute button? A yeah. mute button. Yeah. You can just <laughs> you give it a woman's voice, I suppose. Yeah. Hello, I'm a man. <laughs> I should have thought, obviously, Rosie's going to go a bit power hungry with the. Of course, she is. Of course, she is. It's her opportunity. <laughs> it's likely to slip into Sladerson's shortly, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, it's going to the bed going to punch me on it. <laughs> Actually, that was a comedy answer, but I'm going to spin it around and make every man have my voice because I speak slowly and I don't think people realise that my brain works at the average speed but I'm always aware that I take up more time so literally what I'm doing in my head right now is I edit everything I say. Because you can't afford to say anything yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, Imagine if we start doing that. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I regularly speak autobolics. But you planned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's deliberate horseshit. But I think the problem not only with men but with humans in general is that we speak before we think. Yeah. Mm. So if I were able to slow down that speech and make people really think about what they want to say. This is a brilliant answer. You, genuinely, you, you, my favourite answer in this whole the whole thing. Choice number done. one is your your speed yeah. of voice. Yeah, it's yeah. really yeah. great. 
Yeah, yeah. And, Look um, how proud she is. Yeah. <laughs> rightly, rightly, we've asked this question fifty odd times. So you, you, that's my favourite one. Broke, so you've broken yeah. new ground. Tim Minchin. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Fuck Tim. <laughs> Absolute moron. Hi Tim, if you're listening. <laughs> Good luck with Groundhog Day. I. <laughs> I love our taking some an answer which is so narcissistic. <laughs> yeah, no one's nominated a part of themselves before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got your voice. We've got two more. Yeah. Nippleless lamps. <laughs> Don't tempt her. No, <laughs> I'm gonna Deal that for my brother because my brother is a favourite man I know and he has a sense of not judging anybody mm. and to make it about me. Good. <laughs> And as he's growing up, having an older sister with a physical disability, you unfortunately watch people judging her every day. And 99% of the time, they're wrong about me. And that never bothered me, but that used to make my brother Ollie so angry because he goes, they, they don't know you, they think you're not clever, but I know you are. And that I created such a sensitive man and he's amazing. He can literally go into any environment, any room. He's been travelling all over the world and he speaks to Every single person exactly the same. Better than me, I find myself judging people accidentally all of the time. And he always checks me out on it and goes, Rosie, you don't know them. Mm. So a lack of judgment, basically. That's a lovely thought, though. Yeah, ability not to judge. Ability to take everyone as they come and just listen to them before you judge them. That's lovely. So non-judgmentalism and artificially slow voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. T- two very got one choices. More, one yeah. more to top them off. <laughs> I mean, the crude one is I make all men have 
vagina. There we go. I was go. waiting for one of those. I was like, she's been very earnest for about 10 minutes yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the woke mob have gone crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, we'll all have vaginas and then you guys have won. <laughs> Again, though, that's never been, I think this is the first ever set of three unique answers since, very since the unique. first episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Rosie. Oh, so quick and I love you both oh yeah. thank you you two are my favourite boys what and you're fine yeah you're a bit of a bully <laughs> but um, what a, what a well, listen, she's uh, sticking up the finger at us. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you almost, you'd be uneasy if you didn't do that. I think. Yeah. <laughs> New seriousness. And I'd like it if, if we could instigate a culture of people saying, I love you, you're my two favourite boys, or, or two yeah. of my favourite boys. We'll yeah. get next guest to do that as Yeah, well. I don't think yeah. we get enough of that at the end of uh, episodes. <laughs> Rosie, how can people find you? Oh, it's um, difficult not, not to these not, days. Not physically, so, yeah. Unless that's what you'd like as well. well <laughs> um, so what you got to do is you got to turn on the TV. <laughs> and there she is. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be it, it, more sense to ask how do we avoid you, Rosie? It's at Josie at Josie Rones. Yeah, Josie Rones on Instagram and Twitter. You're still on the Twitter. I'm trying. I'm really trying, <laughs> but it be coming harder and harder. We'll bring it up with Elon when he inevitably does the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Rosie. Thank you, Rosie. As promised, that was Rosie Jones. An excellent episode, I thought. And I actually really, really loved her Build-A-Bear section from that one. Yes, that voice answer is a memorable one. Yes, it? yeah, um, got, got me right in the feelings, that one. It yeah. was brilliant. If I, if I were able to use that phrase, I'd also say it got me. <laughs> got, got, well, you, you said got me in the feels as well, can't you? I've heard that. I think people said that in like 2019. That's already gone. 19, okay, fine, that's probably... Yeah, probably too late for me. Yeah, we've um, moved on. So, Mark, what's happening in the world you want to direct people towards this week? Well, I mean, the, the main thing to say is I'm very glad we're doing this again. Yes. And we would like, as usual, people to subscribe, leave us reviews, all the needy stuff that we used to talk about. Uh, <laughs> and follow back. us on social media. Follow us on social media. Interact with us on social media. Do you media. remember the, has- the, not the hashtags, what are they called? The ads, the handles. What's the handles. What they are? It's just Mankind Podcast, it is isn't it? On Twitter indeed. and Instagram and all of it. And we like... I mean, you're not on Twitter these days, but I am, and I do keep an eye out for people. I mean, that's changed, actually, since we've last done Mankind. I'm off the social medias. Yeah, but I'm still pretty on, or certainly on Twitter, and um, it's nice to see. Well, I suppose what I'm saying is, given we've been away for so long, please smother us with feedback. And do write in to mankindpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to plug my other podcast. Is that traitorous? Tra- uh, traitorous? Treacherous? You can say either, I think, but in any case, it's absolutely fine to do that. Michael. Lovely. In, in which case, I will do that. Then it's called Sticky Bun Boys. Uh, and I do it with my friend David and we review well currently old series of Bake Off and we also just talk nonsense and answer questions in the inbox it's lots of fun is there ever any sort of innuendo in it Michael just for new listeners I wouldn't get in for that kind of thing really doesn't really I've never spotted any but I'm just interested (laughs) and that comes out every Friday and you can find us at Sticky Bun Boys uh, on all social media really Uh, anything you want to plug? Well, I've, I've, I suppose my tour is on sale, isn't it? Yes, more than on sale. My new show is on sale. And as usual, you can find details at Impatient Productions' website. And while you're there, why not buy tickets to loads of other things that are indirectly connected to my uh, Indirectly work. connected. Yeah. Lovely. Yes. Well, we'll see you next week. We're not going to tell you who it is. We're going to keep that as a surprise. But um, we'll see you. But we have recorded it. It's not one of those things where we're stalling. We've actually recorded everything now. Yes, we've got, we were sitting on a whole series. Don't you worry this about that. This is unusual Mankind for us. is not going anywhere now.